Greetings, peasants. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim. I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. So, as I'd mentioned a couple times before, here is a behind-the-screen episode that I recorded with my friends, Matt Orton and Sarah Bolstridge. And I did not release it during the campaign uh, while we were releasing the actual play episodes because the dice giveaway was happening and not everyone listens to the behind the screen episodes. So I thought that releasing another one might give some people an unfair advantage in that um, giveaway. So I kind of held on to it and I... I still think it's worthwhile to listen to it now because it's sort of instructional in a retrospective kind of way. Um, the first behind the screen episode that Sarah, Matt, and I recorded, we were talking about like doing a siege in Tall Hill, which of course didn't happen. And then after the players were talking about doing a heist, you know, going into Ferris Point to get the staff from Arizax, I kind of panicked because I was like, I haven't prepared for this. And I was pretty confident that what we talk about in this episode would happen in some way, shape, or form. You know, perhaps not all of it, but certainly parts of it. But very little of it actually happened. But uh, I still think it's, you know, interesting to listen to because you can sort of hear uh, in episode 53 and maybe 54, if my memory serves, you can sort of hear me trying to direct and steer the players in a certain direction. And I was pretty confident that they were going to go for it, but didn't didn't actually turn out that way. So again, this this recording takes place between episodes 52 and 53 in terms of when it was actually recorded. So there is one more episode to come, hopefully in the next uh, couple of weeks. We'll see when it happens because uh, I'm in the process of moving. So things are a little bit hectic right now. Uh, so the next episode that comes out is just going to be sort of a uh, like a group chat. Uh, me and the players we're just sort of talking about how th- you know what our thoughts are on on how things ended. Uh, but I hope you enjoy this, and if you do enjoy it, tell a friend. This campaign's you know over, but there is another one coming soon. You can also check us out. On Discord, there's a link in the notes here. And as always, check out our friends over at nerdychicken.ca. They're a great RPG accessory shop with lots of custom, unique stuff. And you can get a discount on some of the stuff that you order with the discount code NERDYNIGHTS. N-E-R-D-Y-K-N-I-G-H-T-S. That's right. I know spelling. Anyways, that's it. Enjoy this episode. Bye-bye. Okay, we are back to the drawing board, and I'm once again joined by my friends Matt and Sarah, who are going to help me figure out what the hell to do after they already gave me so much uh, material and, and great ideas to work with for a siege encounter in tall hill which now looks like it will not happen because the players are so changeable and decided that they're going to go in to pharaoh's point so just a quick recap what they're going to do uh they've they've had the they have as much new life cure as they can possibly have they have an, their own airship now they repaired the githyanki damaged airship and they painted it silver so they have their own airship. They have a crew of dwarves plus one Gith Yankee who was excommunicated from the group stayed with them. They have dwarven airships to help them transport and distribute the cure in Pharaoh's Point. And their plan on the way back from Tall Hill to Pharaoh's Point is to pick up the rest of the dwarves under uh, Dane Rubii's command. So they have essentially a dwarf faction coming with them. And I think that they're anticipating that they will have to fight the Dragonborn somehow. They know that the Staff of Control 
uh, is in the possession of Arizax. They know that if they break it or destroy it, that the Iron Guardians will be out of the fight, no longer be a factor. But they also know that if they steal it, they can't just immediately command all of the Iron Guardians because it requires attunement. So if they, even if they steal it, they're going to have to have like a method of escape and then a method of hiding for at least 30 minutes until they can attune to it, which I hate to say this will not allow to happen, period. (laughs) (laughs) Good old suck it. I will fucking kill one of them before I allow that to happen. (laughs) Uh, I think that's a legit call. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's, here's what I'm sort of wondering is, for Arizax to get the Gith Yankee over to his side, he's made made an arrangement that he will help help uh, kill the Mind Flayers with them. And I think we touched briefly last time on that he would actually try to get the Elder Brain, like summon the Elder Brain in so that they can dogpile it and just smush it. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I think with him, the Gith Yankee, and even if the party was involved, it would be a pretty lopsided fight like it would be really be no danger presented by the elder brain yeah the action economy on the team's side would be huge yeah yeah it would be not worth rolling you know what i mean yeah yeah especially if they knew they were summing it in they could all have readied actions and just liquefy it (laughs) yeah so my plan with the the siege encounter we had talked about was that um the the dragon bone that had been stolen from Boldbrook was being transported overland from Boldbrook to Tall Hill. I had wanted Arizax or his dragonborn, whoever, you know, Arizax's faction, intercepts it and now has it. And he his idea was, hey, I have the Gith Yankee with me now. I know that the party has all the, the other items that they need to do what the mind flares were going to do. He knows this because the Gith Yankee know this from what they found out through the party. So Arizax knows everything that the Gith Yankee knows, essentially. So he's he's he would think, let's go to Tall Hill. I'll summon this elder brain with the Gith Yankee. And then with the device completed, we'll we'll sma- we'll get the elder brain in, we'll smash it to bits. And then I'll take the completed device and or the Well of Many Worlds and we'll use that to get to the my long-lost dragon friends. Uh, I have two important questions. Well, one very important question about the Gith Yankee and then a second follow-up question depending. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the Gith Yankee or the Gith Zerai that have a collective consciousness? Like, what one Gith Yankee knows, all Gith Yankee knows. Is that the Gith Yankee or the Gith Zara? Uh, I feel like I, I don't know for sure. I don't know for sure, to be honest. I feel like that might be more of a Gith Zerai thing. Okay, cool. But um, and if, if you want to use it or not, right? Um, I was just wondering if this excommunicado Gith Yankee that they've got on their side can either A, be unfortunately used to pull information, or if it can be used fortunately on your end, to set up things as the Gith Yankee pull information from his consciousness about where they are, what they're doing, what they've got, yada, 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 yada. Hmm. I may keep that in my back pocket. Like, I don't think I would need to use it, but uh, it could be. But for, could for be justification, handy. sometimes it's nice to have. Mm-hmm. When, when someone inevitably goes, what the hell? How could they possibly know that? You go, here. Here's how they know. Mm. I think I've established that Arizax has like some scrying abilities, so yeah. they're never okay. they're never fully safe from from him uh, all the mm-hmm. time. So that was my idea for that in like how that would play out and how the sort of battle at Tall Hill would would start, uh, and he would go up there with his Gith Yankee and probably some you know, dragonborn contingent as well, like not a full on army. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's how the battle up there would start. Now, because the location is now being transposed to Pharaoh's point, he does have a full army. 
<laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> and, but I feel like that um, that sort of encounter could still play out uh, if he has if he has the dragon bone. Because the alternative to me is that if he does, if the mind flayers, if the dragon bone made it back to Pharaoh's point, and the mind flayers have it, then what I see playing out is Gilly uses locate object to find it. They tell Arizax and the Githyanki, we know where it is. Let's all posse up and go annihilate the mind flayers, which they, I don't see any good reason why the Githyanki wouldn't agree to that. Yeah. yeah. And then it would be a totally lopsided bat. Well, I don't know. Maybe it would, maybe it wouldn't. I, I gen- genuinely don't know. It could be a completely lopsided affair and the mind flayers getting squished fairly quickly and then at that point it would be party and allies versus Erzax and his allies so i guess what i'm what i sort of want your help with is deciding which avenue has the greater possibility of like a more interesting set of encounters a more satisfying ending for you know for listeners and for the players and which one will be most challenging? Like, am I am I wrong in thinking that if the party and Arizax and the Githyanki are all on one side against the Mind Flayers, that's going to be over kind of quick? The against the Mind Flayers, yeah. Like the it it, is, it effectively takes the Mind Flayers out of contention as a villain. Uh, what it did probably do, I think, mechanically is. It would set up a what's the term I'm looking for here? A they they essentially gang tackle the mind flayers, and in the middle of the fight, the moment that it proves that the mind flayers are no longer an issue, your dragonborn just turns and starts squishing other things, right? Mm-hmm. This is like this is over. To get the Yankee aren't gonna change options on this so i'm going to turn and take out these people that have all the rest of the bits that i want and then effectively he's arizax has been capable of bringing around what he promised to get the yankee and he's got everything he wants which is always his goal and he doesn't have to worry about dealing with the aftermath you squish like you go after a small portion of the party, push everything out of the way, and then you can just leave. And then, and then you've got a potential setup of either they've got to go after him, which once again, burns a bridge with the Githyanki and keeps that tension high. If you need to have a fallback plan for the Githyanki, or if the Githyanki are just like this solved our problem, we don't have to worry about these asshats anymore. Moving on. But you can also look at it as a way to effectively appease and remove the Githyanki and the Mind Flayers from this equation. And then you've just got Arizax and the party. You can have it build out and remove the two potential other villains as a villain helps a villain, quote unquote, for the Githyanki, achieve their goal. They're now happy. That goal is removing the third villain, the Mind Flayers, and the party is just kind of like part and parcel of the whole thing. And then it brings it back to, well, the only true problem was Arizax anyway. Because the intelligence and the scheming that Arizax is capable of is high enough that I feel like it also allows him to just have the thing he wanted, which is always just going to be that um, selfish mindset, right? Hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of, in essence, having a a breaking point in the battle. Like, while like it might seem at the beginning that like, oh, we've got this. Like with the mind flares. Like if everyone's on that, I think Arizak's like character, like he'd be too smart to just allow that to be the only thing. So I I think it would be an interesting mechanic to have Arizak almost in like plan this out as if Arizak was planning this. Like he because he knows probably the most of what's going on at this point. Um, so I would, I would, you know, honestly, I would find it be interesting to say whether he would, uh, 
somehow acquire some information that they've got to go to two separate locations. So make the party possibly split, uh, do or try to get them to split up, um, have it be like a, a fallback that once this point in the battle, all the Githyank or like all the Dragonborn turn and do this. Um, and even the Githyanki, some of them, I mean, they don't exactly like the party at the moment. Um, you could maybe convince them that they had some dealings with the mind flares, that the party had some kind of arrangement with them and make them even more of an enemy to the Githyanki. So it'd be interesting to like, in essence, like force a multi-fold, like a multi-directional battle, even on more than one location. Yeah. I mean, I really like the idea of forcing them to choose between objectives. Um, Mm -hmm. And I guess, I guess the options, like if the mind flares have, have the dragon bone as the sort of sequence of events that you and Matt are describing winds up with Erzax being the final bad guy left standing. Uh, mm-hmm. versus the other avenue, which is Erzax has the bones. They try to do the Elder Brain summoning like in the Wizard's Tower in the Arcane Academy. Uh, and then they, and then at, at that point, the fighting starts between the party and Erzax and their respective factions. And then the Mind Flayers come in after that. Yeah. Uh, and and they're the final bad guy. So I'm. That's I guess. Yeah. I'm still. You know, th- those are the two. You know, door, doors number one and two that I'm wrestling with. Mm-hmm. Is there an advantage think- to like? Is there an advantage to doing one over the other? I think at that point, what I would look at is what their individual abilities are, and what do you think would be more entertaining? Slightly depleted. Like if they. Like the party's abilities versus the bad guy abilities, in essence, right? So look at what would be a more interesting fight. Uh, if the like, say the party was like at half, like they've used half their spells getting through the first thing. They've used half, like they're at half HP. They're at whatever. They've used all their racial abilities or all the fun stuff. What would be more interesting? Like, look at like uh, some if they're all gonna sh- like suck at con saves or wisdom saves. It might be more interesting to have one type of fight, right? So, like, honestly, I think that is the that is the aspect of being the DM that I love is thinking about that side is like, what do what's going to be more entertaining? Like, I think that that I think both options at this point are legitimate courses that could happen. So I think at this point, you can just kind of decide what what path like where in essence, where the bones are Mm -hmm. and what they would find. I wonder if the. um if the mind flayers would know that the party has the ability to, to to find the bones magically because Gilly found the orb in Boldbrook using locate object. And so I wonder if they would say, okay, we know that these can be found. Let's use them as bait and we'll set a trap. Oh yeah, like they definitely would have experienced his ability to locate shit by now. So I think that that's totally fair that you're like, even, yeah, set up an ambush. Like put the bones in a location and have that be fortified. I think that's totally legitimate. Yeah, and the, I guess the, there's still these other variables that I'm trying to account for, like the, the their dwarf allies, and then, and then people in the Warriors Alliance, like they're going to have, like I'm just wondering like, is it going to be the party and Erzax and like a small cluster of NPCs who are going for the dragon bone or mm-hmm. like, are there respective, I don't want to say armies, but are there respective, um, like a regiments? Forces. Yeah. Force yeah. are their respective forces going to be Actions. tied up, like attacking each other or, or trying to fend off the, uh, you know, uh, mind flayer thralls and the new life afflicted on the surface while they, potentially like go underground to find these these bones and to find the mind flares do do they have a favorite npc still <laughs> dog <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> i mean i just have a, i have a question the for the uh, the i think cuz the the dwarf interactions have been re- recorded and haven't been released yet at the point of us doing this, right? Uh, 
they have they 100% convinced all of the dwarves to do this or is this something they're still skeptic, skeptical of? I think the dwarves are on board. Classic. The dwarves, like the Dane Ruby, I saw the Mind Flayer body, so he's kind of convinced. Okay, yeah. Okay, good. I just want to make sure I was like, is there any hesitation with the dwarves? Because that would be another level to this. <laughs> well, let's start at the let's start at the <laughs> let's start at the end and work our way backwards. Uh, I really like an Arizax versus the party finale, yeah. just for the concept of yeah. Because I mean, what, what I like could the constitute drop. a bigger threat overall than an unchecked dragon situation. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Are we allowed to talk about all of that stuff before we get into this? I I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it out whenever it's necessary. Re- redacted. Okay. redacted. <laughs> an, un- yeah. an unchecked redacted situation. Yeah. Versus a picking a side in an eternal war, right? Like mm-hmm. if is it is it worse to have a a fight in like f- the blood war is a classic example. Is it a greater threat to pick a side between the demons and devils or is it a bigger problem to have just like a fleet of aberrations come out of nowhere? I think the bigger problem is to have intelligent, scheming, and supremely powerful redacteds come out and be the main problem or the main threat at the end. Like, it's we do this or we are about to see a cataclysmic level event of the humanoid species being forcibly rent from the earth <laughs> because of either enslavement or death mm-hmm. whereas if you've got it sitting there being like okay we pick the get yankee or mental enslavement to the mind flayers obviously there's going to be a, a more logical choice but that's that's somebody on your side immediately that's a team up and you can have a bigger threat be from something that no one was expecting. And when they find out about that threat being the, the coup, the, the like piece de resistance, essentially that's, that's that heightened point where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to let the Githyanki deal with these mind flares that we've all weakened substantially and go deal with redacted. <laughs> By the way, that is definitely going to be a new villain's name. Redaxis. 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 It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Would the Gith Yankee have realized the true nature of what is going on would be my only concern. Like, would they also have the back? Like, would it not? My concern is, like, say the mic drop happens. Gith Yankee versus Mind Flayer are the obvious battle that would probably continue based on the Gith Yankee's obviously general opinion um but yeah they're not crazy about the they, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something tells me they don't like them so much uh would they once the mind flares were neutralized or once they were at a certain point would they still come to the aid like or would they still come to erizak right like that's my like would it not just be about erizak i don't know that's what i'm wondering like what do you how convinced do you think of that alliance they are are you using Githyanki as extraplanar entities? Uh, yeah. Or are they, they're, they're not native to the material plane? Correct. Then they don't, in my mind, they don't give a shit about Arizax's goal. That's my thought, is that they would just be like, I want to kill these mind flayers, we've, and we've, then I'm done after that. We like, solve our war, and then we can go home. <laughs> well, I think, I think they made an agreement that Arizax would help them kill the mind flares and because of their general opinion of the power of redacted in general that they agreed to like if he could come through on his end that they would help him with with his goal but i think if the cost was too high that they would back out well so here's the other thing though is if 
them helping him is giving him a way to get away from that engagement with the pieces he wants, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, he oh, doesn't yeah. need he doesn't need them once he's got the doorway. Mm-hmm. Once he's got the machine to make the doorway. Right. So if he say wipes out helps them wipe out even just half, a third to half of the mind flare forces, then the Githyanki, if they haven't lost a lot on that end, have a pretty clear victory coming to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if the party's unaware and is like, yeah, we can solve this mind flare problem. Sweet. Thank goodness. Now, oh, oh, you mean, oh, that's Go. now that's happening. Oh, I've got a. <laughs> and then, yeah. And, but that also gives so many options. And, and then they're like, get the Yankee. You got to help us with this. And the Yankee will be like, no, we don't. This isn't our war at all. Now, nah, our, our war out. is solved. We can go home. Deuces. Like, <laughs> I think I think that gives you a way to remove two major elements. Mentally, it also provides some uh, nice symmetry for how the conflicts kind of started in this world and how they can wrap up. I think we're still also for. There's one key aspect that I've I've definitely not brought up. Not intentionally, but I just keep forgetting. Because they're now at uh, Fira's point. All the dragonborn, though. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, how is that? Like, this is, like, I think that might be a good time to like use the factions. Like, basically, like, the dwarves versus dragonborn could be in a secondary battle that's going on outside of wherever they're going, so that at least there's a, a reason why not as many dragonborn would be in on this battle as well. Like, cause I think like, like just realistically though, like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of action economy for the team and their allies at this, but, and against an entire dragonborn army and the, and the, yes, no, the, Redacted? no, mine first. No, no. Party? <laughs> half elves, halflings, <laughs> other races, the Aerocroca. <laughs> Ointment, hamburgers. Dignity. Is it dignity? No, the, uh, the iron giant thingy. Oh, uh, the goal of the iron <laughs> guardians. Yes, thank you. Oh, I was gonna say Vin Diesel. Yes, I was like, I was like, why can my brain not come up with these words? Uh, there's been a lot of drinking during quarantine. I'll I'll blame that. Um, uh, this podcast brought to you by Rodeo Monk. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think that like I think it makes sense to have justification why there's an outside battle going on and an inside battle. Like wherever, like it doesn't actually have to be outside inside, but you know what I mean. Like there's and like secondary or tertiary even conflicts that are distracting some parties and i think that'll just also help you deal with everything that's going on like if you basically just break it up that like the dwarves are gonna take or like suggest from the dwarves i.e from the dm it's like yes we're all gonna well how about we take out the the dragonborn outside and we'll prevent like we'll build like a defensive wall so you guys can do whatever you need to and then you don't have to worry about those characters during the battle because also like a 40 person NPC like battle is got to be the worst thing to plan to, ma- to plan and manage ever. Oh yeah. Roll percentile dice to see how many of each side survive. And it would just be a lot, not undoable, but just a lot. So if we're assuming that they're going to go in under a, like a flag of truce to deal mm-hmm. with mind flares first, and then the hostilities yeah. begin, I think Arizax would be like, hey, leave your dwarf friends at the door because they don't need yeah. to come in. And that would be sort of his, I don't know. I, th- I think that's the stance that he would take, knowing full yeah. well that he would turn on the party afterwards. Right? Oh, 100%. But I think it also just makes sense. It's like, you guys guard this place like from out here and we'll go in for the inner offense. Like, that just makes sense as well, but it also greatly benefits Arizax. And the party, as we stated, not very tactical. Probably going to enjoy somebody giving them a tactics idea. And so, if if they're if they're teaming up to take on the Elder Brain, uh, where I guess where does this happen? And do the mind flares react to this happening, or are they like like I, I guess I guess like would they come out of hiding and be like holy shit they're gonna kill our elder brain we have to rush in like all cards on the table uh, mm. do they rush in and and this is like 
like all the thralls going in and and whatnot. <laughs> I okay, so I think it would probably be Erzak's plan to do Elderbrain first, and then that hopefully maybe bring in the Mind Flayers or go for them secondary. So I think you'd want the action. I think you'd want the like upper hand on the Elderbrain. I would think. Yeah, the only downside then is the doorway is built, right? The machine has to be built in order for this to happen, which gives the party time frame for shenanigans. Their own shenanigans, you mean? I do not put it past Gilly. Oh, Faye, Faye Gil- and Gilly will Gilly do something. Gilly or yeah. Faye to do something absolutely self-interesting and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... You don't want to have them have a way to get out of jail free on that. Especially at the expense of screwing over the Githyanki again. <laughs> now, granted, if the Elder Brain is destroyed, that's going to give the Githyanki a lot of easier time on the rest of the Mind Flayers, correct? Mm-hmm. Just based on lore. Um, so you could use that and be like, here's me taking the head off the snake. You now can go mop up the rest of the mind flares, and then Arizax leaves, and then you can turn around, and that's that's when the Dragonborn army becomes an issue, right? That's when it becomes the Githyanki mm-hmm. don't care anymore. The mind flares are effectively dealt with, and then it's oh, you mean these weren't going to be helpful to us in any way, shape, or form? Oh, great! And then it's a dwarf versus a dwarf and um alliance against dragonborn there are just so many options basically like i think the mind flares will have to be the first enemy if you think the mind flares would legitimately know that they can locate where the dragon bones are i think that they would use that advantage to because they need the dragon bones to make the gate correct Mm -hmm. so if i think it, it really does based on where you think the dragon bones would be and how you think the mind flares would know about them i think that that has to be the first consideration because i think that makes the most logical sense is like so if you if the mind flares have the dragon bones they would likely know that they'd know where to find them and an ambush on the from the mind flares would be the most logical output i would say if they somehow sneaky do the dragon bones uh then they could summon the elder brain and have the mind flares be secondary it depends on whether you think the Mind Flayers would know about the Locate. I think it is a legitimate call based on the orb situation. Mm-hmm. So you could have it be either. Or like I said, like I have a feeling that they would also... Tr- I feel like the group would try a sneaky approach. Quickly followed by, shit, let's destroy everything. <laughs> and that also gives you a good planning fork too, right? You've got two options. Treat that as your planning fork. Yeah. If this happens... Here's where we can go. If mm-hmm. this happens, here's where we can go. And if you can manage to make it so that those two forks once again recollide, you've got your ending with whichever one you decide at the end. Like you can pick and choose. Yeah, I think the I think the logical choice is Arizax, personally. Yeah, I think it's an. I I see this as going as the first decision has basically got to be. Do you where do you think the dragon bones are? I think that's got to be the divide at the current juncture, and then that sends them down a course. At the end, I see you could easily, no matter what happens, circle back to the redacted uh, reveal and go from there. I think that that, like, I think that no matter which route they take, you have a very logical route to do either one of the, like, to end up at the same spot, but also still start at the same spot, which is a great position as a DM because, in essence, you can just like have. a loose plan like for those sections but but deeply plan the beginning and the end and then the middle can be depending on how they see it also a lot of room for percentage tables <laughs> no so many percentage tables <laughs> yeah there's just so many moving oh, pieces that's this is why i this is why i messaged you friday night in a panic like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> well they keep not neutralizing enemies i know <laughs> here's here it is Laying it on the line. You do the first bit as we've discussed. Then to do the mic drop, you have the key transformative measure. And then redacted bites the head off dog. Done. (laughs) 
And then the, you cut, and then there's another episode. They have to wait like three weeks then, before. They- yeah, yeah, that's the. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next week. What? What? <laughs> you monster! <laughs> Are you kidding? Dog will be the most protected creature in this entire fight. Exactly. Proves the strength of redaction. Let me pitch you a scenario. Mm-hmm. The mind flares are in the ruins underneath Ferris Point, like the where they got yeah, the first, yeah, yeah, like where there was that roving mists of black madness. That's where they set their ambush there. Who goes? Mm-hmm. Who is going down underground to get there? You mean like in terms of like which of the many ally groups right yeah. now? Arizax, Githyanki, the party, probably some key NPCs like Brita, maybe Lilith, the drow, would be probably be a logical choice. Yeah, for I think because Lilith was down there as well, right? So I think she would probably uh-huh. be a good person. So Lilith for sure. I think the, um, the mind flayers would probably have have drawn in as many of their most powerful thralls as they possibly can mm-hmm. to set the ambush. And, and that way hmm, that way Arizax doesn't need any of the items. He has the gate there. He has the pillars that he can yeah. destroy himself. Oh yeah, because then he's got a backup plan in case things go sideways. Yeah, that's exactly what Arizax would do. So he would go down there with them for sure. While this is happening, mind flares are causing havoc like on the surface. Like because the the players will have wanted to disperse the cure. That's kind of like priority mm-hmm. one for them is to disperse the cure. And so, yeah. I guess it's gonna. That, in fairness, I mean that's gonna lessen. Uh, like it'll reduce the number of people who can be influenced on new life. It won't affect legit thralls. Like, would you think they're going to like, they will personally take the time or do you think they'll give them to like the Alliance? Oh yeah. No, they're going to delegate that. Yeah. 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 So while they're going, I guess when, when they're heading down or hmm, when do you think it would make the sense for the mind flares to be like, okay, thralls go nuts. And like, um, because I don't think like would it make sense for for either either side like the party or Arizax to bring down a big contingent of like minions soldiers? I don't think so. I think like based on the setup of like that like of everything that's underground, I think the mind flares and with the thralls would basically set up a multi tiered ambush basically oh. i would see like different sections and different kind of things i just like had that. an idea <laughs> oh yeah if they so. do bring them down you remember how how the uh the first time that the players laid eyes on the ruins they had to make essentially like a wisdom saving throw or be subject to madness oh yeah imagine if they do bring oh. like a whole shitload of soldiers down there and have them fucking go insane the first thing that happens oh Oh my god, yes. Okay, I kind of love that. <laughs> Maybe you do want to bring a bunch of like a bunch of NPCs down and just have them lose their goddamn because mind. Then, two yeah. words. Percentile dice. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> here's the other thing. While they know that they're gonna go down there, how many of them are gonna remember that they had to make that save? <laughs> Zero. Like they're going to remember that it was a crazy place, but are they actually going to have any kind of preventative measure for this? Probably not. It would be amazing. I bet Katie remembers. Gilly crit punched her in the butt. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> going to slowly back out of this room. Oh, it was a good time. Those were a good series of episodes. <laughs> so if they, if they don't, if they don't bring down soldiers great if they do even better like honestly even better a hundred percent i guess this kind of reminds me of like the last campaign that we did that you were part of where i had like a f- I, I knew where like the, the the final encounter would take place and this is sort of reminiscent of that i guess i don't see a point where the i don't see a point where the where the dragonborn and the dwarves have a reason to start an all-out battle in this scenario, though. Because, mm. like, if they're way underground, it takes, like, a couple days to get there. 
Um, yeah, it was like a couple days down through. Um, what's the situation with like the fortifications under there? Like, who are they going to have to get through? Uh, I think probably everyone down there has been gotten through by the mind flayers. <laughs> I think. Yeah, that's what be- I was thinking. I was like, I think at this point it would kind of be a, a creepily easy way down other than the mind flares. Yeah, I think they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be going through like the, the, uh, like the old fathoms fighters encampment yeah. that they, that they went through the first time where they ran into, uh, Seth and Katvar Kiaro who are like, and it's just to- totally deserted. Like, yes. I think that, yeah, I was gonna say, I think that that would be a really also creepy, but cool moment to have be like, it's gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the end game. Yeah. And and so yeah, like I don't see I don't see the necessity for for a battle to begin on the surface. Because like once once they're down there and the and the encounter with the mind flare uh flares is over, then that transformative moment takes place, a new encounter starts. Mm-hmm. There's no there's no order to be given to the surface to be to be like, okay, now fight unless mm-hmm. unless the players use their tattoo trust to uh signal to the surface <laughs> we need help and like mm. uh yeah but then that help's got to come down through the madness anyway and it takes a couple days right it puts them on an island it does 100 really percent. i think that that's the coolest way to play it though because then i think they have to get creative like once they if they once they decide to go down there uh, they're kind of committed, like they're kind of committed with the resources and that they that they bring with them. And there's no chance for backup. Yeah, yeah. I forgot the distance traveled. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be really interesting play uh, for sure. And I think the only other. No, because I don't think any of them have like. No, I'm just trying to think of anything crazy, like teleporting well, craziness yeah. or anything the only, like that. The only two, three major teleport options yeah. that are available mechanically speaking are all spells uh they don't have a druid mm-hmm. so transport via plants is off the table mm-hmm. uh teleport is a eighth level spell seventh level spell and then you've got gate which is even higher <laughs> so yeah. i mean i was just trying to think it's like they have no real way <laughs> no and uh candace doesn't have dimension door uh yeah, but dimension door is only 500 feet yeah that's like yeah 500 400 500 it's yeah. 500 feet and you can only take one person with you. There's no reinforcements from that. Yeah. That's more just to get myself out of dodge. So I see, I see this being a, in- uh, a fight of, um, in essence, all the named NPCs mm-hmm. uh, going down. I think that that's legitimate that they'd bring all of those people. Like you'd have like the Britta, the Lilith, like everything like that. Like you get the full dog would even probably make an appearance. I um, need you to kill dog. <laughs> I need you to take something they love so much away from them. That they won't turn around? No, no, no. Well, A, yes. Also, story-wise, it would work, narratively speaking, to give them investiture. But at the same time, just be the douche. Do it. Be, take something <laughs> the they love. Feel the power. <laughs> you monster. I'm marrying a monster. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. What else? Like, okay. So here's, I guess, the linchpin. If if this is sort of the way that we're uh, looking at things, the linchpin is that they can can sense the dragon bone. Well, the dragon bone works like locate object is like what a thousand feet. I think so. Yeah, thousand foot. So what you could do is you could have it trigger, like. Basically, like you catch, they cast locate object, and you you set it up so that it, it catches them in a tunnel. Like you sense that it's underground in a tunnel you may be familiar with. <laughs> like you set it up like that, and then they then they make the jump. It's like oh fuck, they're going towards the like the old ruins. Like, okay, so they they sense it, and it's not in the final uh, mm-hmm. spot. It's it's still in transit. It's moving. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because they locate object does let you know the direction it's moving as well. So yeah, like you could be able to tell them it's going down and then they would know. Another thing, do they have scry? No. No. They don't? Okay. Cuz you can scry on an object too, right? Mhm. 
Would they know? Um, would they know anyone? Um, what uh, does dog? Have what's to drive? space wizards? What's um? <laughs> oh my god! What are their names? Oh, like the uh, the arcade academy with the one with the uh, yeah the clairvoyant. Um, yes, yes, yeah. No. Like, would you? Would they have access to someone with scry? I don't think they're high enough level for that, to be honest. What is scry? You find a scroll. Scrying is fifth. It's fifth level. Yeah, no way. Yeah. So then I think you ca- I think you get. I think that's how you play it. You make in essence like you you DM benchmark that. As soon as they cast it, they realize that it's on the move going down. I wonder. And I wonder if I can make the the mind flayers seem more desperate, uh, like deliberately, as a as a way to lure. Because like my my worry now is now that we've sort of said this all out loud that the players somehow like Candace is sitting up from the couch right now being like, wait, we definitely shouldn't go down there for some reason, just to screw with me. Uh, um, like what, I was- what you do in that sense is you have the individuals that are willing to, that want to go down with it too, right? Like you have them pull the, you're going to screw us over again card. You want to start a fight up here with us right now? Because then you've got, you have the overwhelming pressure of the Dragonborn. Yeah. Get the Yankee. Arizax against the dwarves in the Alliance, just sitting there going, uh, no, I guess we'll follow through on what we said we would do. Yeah. I think you can make every, everybody else want to go. There's, there's enough external pressure. I think yeah. that you can force them into a situation or, Offer offer up this because you know the resistance is going to be Faye because mm-hmm. it's it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't justify her being a hero in any way it doesn't justify her story in any way right necessarily mm. like that's that's character wise the argument I see coming from Faye you sit there and you go okay you can stay here mm. but we need to get this done. And you said you'd come with me, and you're honor bound, and you're honor bound, and you're the reason that we know where this is. So you've got. Oh come yeah, and that would totally like they. You want to stay behind, Faye? That's fine. Here's, I will leave a contingent to guard you. Yeah, and then you effectively make it seem like it's her against twenty dragonborn. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I guess I'll go with you. The uh, yeah, no, one hundred percent. The get the Yankee that they are. I guess who's who is excommunicated agreed to stay with them so long as their objective was to kill the mind flares. So if they if they sort of balk at that point, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna abandon the group too. Yeah. yeah. You you just make it so that they've made a lot of promises and kept virtually none. <laughs> <laughs> so Yes. It's it's time to put them to task for that. I was thinking yeah. like I was thinking to to have the mind flares like feign some kind of desperate attack. Like once once Gilly and the party are back in in Pharaoh's point, like one of the mind flares who's stronger than the others has sort of like that creature sense thing, like knowing the locations of creatures within two miles. And you know, they mm-hmm. have like the sort of eyes and ears of of their thralls throughout the city. So they're they're pretty like once they once the party shows back up, it's not gonna take long for the mind flares to know they're there and be like, hey, yeah, they do have these components that we need. We're gonna set this ambush for them, but we need to really guarantee like make them almost overconfident and so like throw some new lifers and thralls and maybe one regular mind flare at yeah. them and just this desperate like scramble to try to take it and then and then yeah. one of the NPCs a couple of intellect devourers would not go amiss yeah either. and then some NPCs can like maybe even Arizax or whoever can say like oh they must be desperate and then Gilly senses oh yeah. there's the dragon bone and they're running with it yeah yeah I really like yeah like a, like an intro encounter that sets a false stage to add to the ambush, a hundred percent. That's something very like that they would do, and I think would be amazing. Especially if the intellect devourer eats the brain of dog. <gasps> Why do you want dog to die so much? Do we need to talk? I feel like you've got a thing now. No, it's just I. 
I feel like they've made a lot of promises. They've kept none. They deserve to be punished. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, well, that's... that's uh... <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> that's really? sufficiently dark. You're yeah. welcome. Jesus. Yeah. So they they go underground. They have a tough encounter against the Mind Flayers. Probably also the hybrid, I think, is there as well. Because, I mean, this is this is like kind of the... Like the mind flayers are planning to win this encounter, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. You've got to have the pinnacle mind flare option here. Yeah, the mind flayers are in this to like in that final one, not the intro dummy one, but the in the in down in the ruins. There, this is their final stand, and they're gonna like be jacked for it. Traps and AOE, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So once it's done, assuming that they win, and Arizax is still alive. Uh, he, he'll then turn to them and be like, okay, give me the stuff. Or he'll just be like, okay, now like, oh, here's, this is, must be where the pillars are sort of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, look where we happen to be. <laughs> at that point, does he, like, so what's his move at that point? Is it just to kill the party? Or is it to... No, his his move is to just accomplish his goal. It's up to the party to realize how fucked they are if he does. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't want... Yeah, like, I think... Because that, that puts the onus on them, and then, that, and then if they don't, well, the world's on fire now. <laughs> yeah. But you've got to leave enough information for them to know they will be fucked. Yeah, like, it's got to be, like, a couple of rounds of, like, oh, shit, this is what he's doing. Like we, they have to give him a chance to stop it instead of just like all of this has happened now. And worst case scenario, some insight rolls or yeah, you can make them make those checks just to yeah handhold a little bit. I am I am obviously for them figuring it out, but at the same part, <laughs> they, they I just <laughs> they think, might they might I don't know. I, everyone, I feel like people are fifty fifty. It's like like DMs that are like no, they 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 can decide, and I was like no. It's your story. As the yeah, DM, I view it as my back, story, back right? Backdoor, backdoor them away to figure it out. Yes. So I, I always I always like that, where it's like, I I am trying, my my desire in being a DM is telling a story that I want to tell. And right, so like, yes, obviously it's going to change. Like, they have, they have changed this so many times from what I'm assuming you have originally oh, yeah. thought. But like, but <laughs> 100%. But I think especially in moments, in like key moments, I have no problem with being like, hey, uh, Gil, you want to make an insight check? Like, just uh, something something doesn't sound quite right to you. Making his, you know what I mean? Like, I don't mind those kinds of like handholdy calls to like telling them to, to do instead of waiting for them to ask. Especially with uh, features that uh, certain classes mm-hmm. have, right? Like mm-hmm. the ranger class, that feature is going to be prominent in being <laughs> capable of detecting that issue. Hasn't she? Has she still not used it? She, the last time she used it was to track down Shigar when he was running away from Tall Hill. It would be funny if if she used it to to see if she could like find some humanoids like in the underground, and then all of a sudden there's a ping right next to her. Yeah, like that's what I'm. I'm like this whole thing. Can be Wait. entirely thrown off if she just uses that one little ability. <laughs> Wait, I have I have a question. Um, it it targets aberrations, right? No, it targets her f- favorite enemy. I think her favorite enemy. Oh, which I is dragons. <laughs> it's, Sorry, redacted. Uh, <laughs> the worst. humanoids <laughs> and redacted. The worst. Yes, and redacted. Nope. You're going to have so much post work to do on this one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've been good. <laughs> I've been trying. I'm just really excited to see. I, I kind of want that moment as much as it'll throw off all of your plans. I really want that moment. <laughs> it would be, honestly, it would be really, really funny. Just, just to throw yeah. them into chaos. <laughs> uh, like, because mostly. Yeah. I don't know how she'd react in that moment. Would she keep no. cool enough? You know what I mean? Like, would she? Like, I feel like she'd lose her mind oh, as, and just start attacking. Creepy. And she, like, it wouldn't. Pop. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. She <laughs> would. She would. Uh, it, it, it would be an interesting piece of role playing. It's like this is this is 
like you're like she already knows that Arizax is like her arch enemy based on his allegiance uh-huh. to Agarand. Uh, what she discovers about it will make her hate him ten times more. But mm-hmm. so this is the thing. It's for one minute per level of the spell slot you expend, you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within one mile. Aberration, celestial. No, but threat. she has beast set. Like she has it innately, doesn't she? Wait, wait, what, what she has that what, as an ability? This is primeval awareness, awareness yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Or within up to six miles if you are in your favored terrain. It's got nothing to do with favored enemy. Oh hang on, maybe they're revised. Because she's using original PHP. No, right? revised. Oh, revised. Okay. I was looking at original PHP. I was looking at the bad range. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's see. Let's double check. Because it's specific. I think hers is specific to favorite enemy, isn't it? I think it is. One, in, one By spending one uninterrupted minute in concentration, you can sense whether any of your favorite enemies are present within five miles of you. This feature reveals which which of your favorite enemies are present, their number, and the creature's general direction into yeah. Oh, she'd know in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's like be- you have a dragon one foot away from you. <laughs> like, if, sorry, redacted. If there God are multiple it. groups of your favorite enemies within range, you learn this information for each group. Oh yeah. Oh, All yeah. she's gonna do is just ping that, and then it's hilarious. It's that it's and, anarchy. And then, and then Benny Hill <laughs> music starts playing. Absolute anarchy. So I think, like, it, I'll say that that's a maybe. I. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know if she will, but uh, let's let's assume that she doesn't. If she hasn't yet, it is yeah. very unlikely. She might do it. The only moment I could see her maybe doing it, just because of, out of like need of creativity, is walking into the ruins. Mm-hmm. Like, if she's like at the final thing and she's like, "I just want to check," like she, just because everyone's going to be on crazy high alert, that would be the only moment. I don't think she'd use it going down. Uh, so in which case you're pretty neutral. Otherwise, well, then you've got mind flares vert and redacted against the party against the party. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, whatever. So here's a question: Would Arizax try to split off from this fight against the mind flares to go after the pillars mid-fight, or would he wait until it's all done? Uh, that hmm. that might be the mid-fight thing because the biggest. Like once once the fight is in their favor, like once they once he feels like victory is assured, he can justify sitting there being like, I think I saw some go this way, and then boom, he's out of there. So okay, so here's my thing though. Does he is would Arizak's goal still be first the Elder Brain or the end goal of summoning everything? Like, would he want his desire to be to like summon the Elder Brain first? He doesn't truly care about the Elder Brain. He wants the ability to summon the thing, right? He just wants the tool. Mm-hmm. I guess I've kind of like assumed that, he, like assumed that he would be able to recognize where the pillars are. But if they're if they are sort of in their resting, like buried positions, I don't know. I don't know that he would for sure know where they are. So I don't know. Giving him too yeah, much like I, information here. Yeah, I feel like he might need time so i feel like he might want to be out Mm. of combat but he would try and break away for sure he's like oh like it might be like i said like things are winding down he's like oh i think i saw one going this way and then like trying to break off if if i gave him even like the like a detect magic thing he would probably because like in his humanoid form i gave him some spells uh so Uh i i think detect magic is pretty a pretty basic ability that he would probably have Still only 30 mm. foot, though, right? Yeah, but he could just walk around and do that. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it could be like a using that cover to break away, but he's actually just casting Detect Magic to try and find the pillars. Yeah. He'd have to roam around mm-hmm. for sure. That's also one of those things, too, is like how much, how much ability to smell the arcane do you give a redacted, right? Yeah. Like, can you just sit there and be like, Feel it, yeah. Kind of already have established that the dragonborn are aware that it's down there somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and and I guess like Lilith was previously working for him, so that would be kind of a neat encounter. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of, like a, a neat 
mm-hmm. moment where they're actually face to face. And because uh, she had led other dragonborn down there before, like to that spot. So he, I guess he would yeah. know that the, that the barrier is down there somewhere. Um, but I guess once the money flares are dealt with, then he's going to want to, well, I mean, killing Elwyn's got to be on uh, near the top of his list. Like even the party, if he oh, doesn't yes. care about so much, I don't know. I don't personally, I don't see Elwyn coming down into the underground. I don't, I don't no, see a reason for that. Um, uh, yeah, there is to kill her and dog. What? You heartless <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I am in quarantine with a psychopath. The, uh, it's the, the true laugh is not the maniacal. <laughs> it's more of a, <laughs> it's just this is hilarious. Yeah. Let's, let's get to this point. Uh, fights over. Mind flares are, are wiped. Uh, Arizak's then is like, let's summon the elder brain and get this over with. That satisfies his his um, mm-hmm. commitment to the Githyanki. And then he's like, and then I guess maybe Elwyn might come because he has to put this thing together, right? If that's part of this whole thing, like, let's go down there, get the dragon bone. Oh, yeah. She, let's, yeah. Let's bring the squishy engineer. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect inadvertently building a way for everything to work out for yourself. <laughs> because, I, I mean, it. that could be that, that could be <laughs> that part of the though. agreement. Like, Arizax is like, okay, we'll, co- like, we'll give you our strength and we'll come and fight by your side. But part of it is, we kill the Mind Flayers first, and then once the threat's removed, then we kill the Elder Brain too. And to do that, mm-hmm. they need to put this device together, which requires Elwin. And I mean, you can't you can't do that Spend three days going down, three days coming up, three days going back down. The person's got to come with you to get the job done. You can't have them be like, well, once you've eliminated the threat, come and get me. Yeah, mm-hmm. There's no way out of that because it's too long of a journey. And an elder brain without mind flares can make more mind flares. They can rebolster themselves. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got a bunch of mind flares without an elder brain, Either way, you still have to have the ability to build that construct. So no matter what way you want to slice it, she's got to come with. So then at the end of that Mind Flayer battle, then Arizax is just like, hey, I'm taking this now. I'm also going to take Elwyn with me and I'm going to use your brain to fix this. And like, and then that kicks off part two of that battle. And I feel like yeah, the party's going to attack him. Um, the Githyanki might fight by his side for a little bit. If they get too damaged, if they take too many casualties, they'll be like, "Okay, our role in this is done. We're gone." But mm-hmm. Arizax will take a bunch of damage, and I think he'll just be laughing the entire time. And I oh, think yeah. that'll be probably the only clue that I'll give them <laughs> if they, because really, it's not on me that they haven't f- fucking figured well, this out yet. <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Another great move, like just for narrative punch. I always love the idea of a hand around the throat. You're going to do this for me. And then transformative moments. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Be like, here's why you're going to do it for me. <laughs> I like that. I think I'm decided. I think this all sounds fantastic. I think this is awesome. Great. Can't wait to talk to you after your next session. Yeah. When it all goes <laughs> to shit. <laughs> When, oh, uh, when Redacted is inadvertently killed and... <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my God. All of a sudden, the Mind Flayers have a much larger army. I don't <laughs> understand. Where did they get all these guys? I think that will be the point where, um, like, when part two of that encounter kicks off, I think that will be the point where the Horn of Valhalla gets blown I really hope, honestly, I really hope they bring down a lot of potential victims into this yeah. underground because that would be like part one of this of this um, battle is is having to put down like half the people you brought with you. Yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. yeah, they're gonna have to bring a bunch down. But at this point, the Dragonborn 
are kind of allies, depending on how many he can, how many Arzaks can convinces. I know he has an army, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, to bring down. So, like, yeah, you could have a lot of cannon fodder in this fight. Oh, I think there will be. They've they've all changed into their battle armor of red shirts. Yeah, <laughs> I think like every every different location setting that I've considered. I've been like, oh, this is this would be really fitting way to like place to end this for this reason or for for that reason. Like, I don't know. Anytime I think of like a new spot, I'm like, oh, that'd be really f- this random spot in the forest seems to really fit some of the themes of this campaign. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Brandon, it really ties into the dire- <laughs> general direction list that the players have been uh, subjecting me to for this entire thing. Uh, I would like all of the party to roll on the wild magic surge table. No, 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 not not for any reason other than chaos, you malicious bastards. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. All right. I think that covers many bases. Uh, I say that for now with the realiza- full realization that this might change. But uh, I think I've got a good idea of how to s- steer them. So... I want to thank you guys again for helping me out with this and maybe we'll do it again. Who knows? <laughs> yep. Anytime. <laughs>